Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. My name is Dallas. Once again, we have another amazing episode today with some amazing people. As you can see, I'm sitting here with my wife. This is not normal. This is Marcelli. I think you guys have probably heard from her once or twice on the podcast. And so she's here today. This is just a God moment that's happening today. Today, we have Jonathan and Irene joining us. Hello, guys. How are you? Hey, yeah, very well. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us, actually. It's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. And this is going to be a great episode. We're going to talk about your Christian jewelry that you guys are selling on Amazon and how this has been inspired and and some of those details and some of your testimony and, and what God has been doing in your life. And so before we get going, I just want to allow you guys to share a little of your story. Tell us a little bit about how you met, what you guys do, how you met God, and then we'll go from there. Sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it has been a while, actually. We met in 2008. I, by that time, I had been living in the Netherlands for around four years. I came to the Netherlands to study, and Jonathan was born in the Netherlands, of course. So yeah, we met during this discipleship training school. At first, it was a little bit like we were kind of, you know, talking to each other, but we were not completely into each other. But then we went on a mission trip to um, Kyrgyzstan and Tajikistan, which is like in Central Asia. Yeah. And yeah, we were doing ministry with teenagers and uh, yeah, young girls and. And we had to, you know, prepare workshops and things together for church services. And I guess we started to warm up to each other a little bit. And yeah, and then a few months into our outreach, we were like, mm, I think we like each other a bit. And Jonathan kind of asked me, yeah, whether I would be interested in getting to know him. And, you know, and then we just picked it up from there, you know. <laughs> we yeah. got married three years ago. During the pandemic, which was a challenge, but also really beautiful just to make it work out, you know. <laughs> and this is actually and, why I brought my wife because we were married yeah. the same time. We got okay. married one week before the pandemic shut down. Um, and we were on our honeymoon when they started closing down shops and closing down beaches. And they're like, hey, you got to go. And I'm like, this is our honeymoon. I'm going to stay. Yeah. You know? yeah, what is so, it? Yeah. <laughs> what, what was that yeah. like for you guys getting married at the pandemic, during the pandemic? Wow, very challenging. Actually, we wanted to uh, get married in June. So that was 2020. And yeah, we wanted to get married, but we were like, yeah, the pandemic, that's not really working out. So we actually postponed it, um, yeah, to November. So what happened is, yeah, the second wave came. So we got the same situation. Yeah. Uh, so we decided to keep it that date. 
in November. So it was the 14th of uh, November. Uh, we got married that day and uh, yeah, the pandemic here, definitely in Netherlands. Well, actually the restrictions, they were really, uh, they were at the, at the worst at that moment, you know? So Yeah, like we had to cut down the people from 50 to 30 in the, yes. the last week, like the week of our marriage to 20. So we had to counsel people coming from Italy, you know, friends. Yeah, it was like, it was a bit sad, to be honest, <laughs> to say, you know, sorry, you cannot come anymore. That was that was quite hard, I think. Yeah, it is tough. That is tough. Ours was like the other side where people came back and everyone was like, you were just in Brazil. Like, I don't know if I want to talk to you, you know, for my yeah. family that came from yeah. the States. And so it was, yeah, getting married in the pandemic was, is a wild thing because you're, you're right. It was beautiful, but also strange because we got to, we've been married for three years, but it feels like it's been 10. Because we've been together yeah. every single day, every single minute since we got married. Yeah. And I wouldn't change it for anything. That's why I got married, right? But there oh, sure. are challenges yeah. inside of it. And so, yeah. how about, so how about you, Jonathan? What about you? Your wife shared a little bit. Um, my story as a believer? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, um, yeah, I grew up in the, in, the, in the Netherlands. I'm Dutch in the east of the Netherlands. I come from a Christian family. And um, my brother has a, yeah, he has special needs. He has autism, actually. So he always had a bit more. My parents gave him, uh, he had just need, need of a lot of attention, to say it like <laughs> that. And also because I was bullied in school, yeah, that was not really, um, yeah, that was tough on me. So I guess I felt really rejected as a, as a kid. Uh, but yeah, because of those things. And I guess as a teenager, I started drinking a lot, smoking a lot. Also with a friend, actually, just to forget everything, right? Yeah. And yeah. I guess I was also filled with a lot of anger, really those things, rejection, anger, really lonely. Just wanted to get away from everything. Yeah. And still remember my parents sent me to this Christian uh, camp, this Christian summer camp. And I was, I think, 15 or 16 years old. And it was this sad thing of this this worship moment there, and everybody was yeah worshiping. And at a certain moment, I just remember having my hands out and reaching out. First time actually that I did that, and did not know what was happening. I saw some people doing that. I was like, hey, you know, I want to come close to the Lord. I, if this is real, so I did. And yeah, something happened to me. You know, I just felt really touched inside, really hit and. All I remember is having a picture in front of me of a sort of a countryside just filled with snow and just mm -hmm. somewhere far away in the midst of it and a cross. And I, I just, I don't know, I just sort of understood in that moment I was forgiven and that he really cares, he loves. And just the opposite of those other feelings, right? That I was really accepted and really belong now to him. And yeah, I guess the family, family of God, but also really to God. And that was really great. That was amazing. So, yeah. That's my favorite yeah. part of hearing testimonies is the part where after you come to Christ, you know, the the depression goes away, those yeah. addictions go away. and Because a lot of people share their testimony and it's a lot about, I was doing this and this and this, and it's almost glorifying yeah. sin. But when you get to the part where it's like restoration, hope, joy, yeah. Yeah. transformation, yeah. that's the best part of the testimony. And so for yeah. all of our listeners today who who feel like they don't have a testimony, you do. Everyone has a, a testimony. If it's just a story, give the glory to God. It's a testimony now. And talk about what God has done, not about what you did and, before. Man. So yeah. thank you for sharing your testimony a little bit, Jonathan and Irene. And, yeah. and so 
let's let's bridge the gap from that to now you guys are Christian jewelers. You have this amazing necklace that you guys are selling on Amazon. And so what inspired this? What started this? And let's talk about that a little bit more. You want to say something about that? Yeah, sure. Well, I think the idea of um, having a jewelry line came also during lockdown because Jonathan works in healthcare. So he was kind of, you know, balancing working in healthcare in a very interesting time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we were just thinking about maybe, you know, having a, a side business. So the idea came to, yeah, just create something that w- would reflect on values, but also something of quality that we could, yeah, sell on Amazon. And um, yeah, so I personally really enjoyed jewelry. So um, the idea was to just Im- put into like a nice piece of, yeah, jewelry, like symbols, because of course, you know, girls usually when they see something they like, they go like, hey, look at this. Uh, you want to, you know, you want to see it. And then they always share a message and why they bought it and something like that. So yeah, I don't know. It just, it just kind of came natural to start designing um, this necklace with three symbols and each symbol has a meaning, of course. And um, yeah, and then the packaging came along and yeah, I don't know. It just yeah, you guys of, were very oh, intentional about every piece of the design from the packaging to the, to the symbols on it. So we're going to talk about that in a minute, but just to ask this question. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Discover the power of the Secret Place Podcast hosted by Bishop Gary Oliver and Dr. Naomi Oliver. Dive into a world of spiritual growth, personal development, and emotional well-being. With insights blending theology, biblical principles, and psychology, this podcast empowers you to lead a purpose-driven life. Listen now and join the journey of positive impact and transformation. Discover the power of faith in your everyday life with Keep Moving Forward podcast, hosted by Tom O'Leary. Gain practical guidance and inspiration from a Christian perspective, no matter the challenges you face. Embrace positivity and love, leaving guilt and fear behind. All are welcome to experience the uplifting impact of faith. Listen to more episodes and support this inspiring podcast at tomoleary.org. Move forward with hope and purpose. Let's talk a little bit about the design. So you said there's three symbols. Tell us a little bit about what that is. Yeah, so there's a heart, there's a cross, and there's a crown. And really what it represents is the cross just, uh, yeah, Basically, the gospel, you know, what uh, Jesus has done and a little bit of my t- testimony, what I just shared, that he really died for us and yeah, took our sin away and that we have a new life with him. And that is a very serving thing, also sort of a reminder. All those symbols are reminders, just small, subtle reminders, actually, like, yeah, I am. I, I do belong to the Lord. I do have a family, you know, I, I am accepted and. That's where the cross comes in, but the others are not too far away from it either. Like, the, yeah, the heart is, of course, God's love, which is very central, very key. And uh, it makes me think of scriptures like, you know, I don't know exactly from the heart, though, but, you know, that, that we can't love, um, yeah, without He loving us first, right? It's We can love, actually, because He loves us. And... Yeah, that's that's to me something very fascinating, and it says something how great and how great he is, and how great his love is, you know, for the world. And 
yeah, that he embraces and welcomes everyone who comes to him. And uh, yeah, through faith, I think that's an amazing thing. And then there's a crown, which represents also sort of, yeah, highness about the Lord, about God, uh, the King of Kings. And that is something very fascinating, I find. And yeah, that it also reflects something that we belong to him, sort of in that sonship or daughtership or yeah i think that's uh that's a in a small way a little bit to uh, describe it and yeah and again it represents all of them as well as a reminder and um yeah that that you belong to the lord that you are accepted that you are yeah a christian yeah yeah and of course when you wear this people will see it and, and as you said irene it starts a conversation and it tells a story and so the packaging also tells a story. So tell us a little bit about what you guys did with the packaging. Yeah. So um, first of all, there is, um, so I, I have it here. So we have a logo in the right front, which is a windmill with a little heart in the middle. And the windmill, of course, represents the country where, you know, we live in the Netherlands. You know, there's a lot of windmills here in the Netherlands. And we designed it so that, you know, it would be, all complete like you, you basically don't have to give gift wrap this package mm -hmm. um and then you see you know the brand and inside there is a little quote which is you have a grain you have a grain of love please pass it on so the idea is that you know you are reminded by you know buying this necklace and wearing it and you know you're also sharing a, a, a little testimony and yeah, and everything is nicely decorated with little polka dots and you know, it's all very nice and girly. So you yeah. can just give it as it is, as a, as a gift, as a present. And um, yes, and of course it speaks about us too. We wanted to make it very personal. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And so this is the first of many to come? The first design yeah. of many to come? Really hope so, really hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That would be really lovely. Um, to design maybe, yeah, another like necklace in another color or maybe a bracelet, earrings. Yeah. We're definitely thinking already exactly. about yes. ideas. When you go into jewelry, I think it like there's a lot, you know, you could go a long way into it. I don't know much, like she would be better at this, but I'm sure once you open that door, there's a lot that you can do with the design, I'm sure. Yeah. And we're also definitely open, you know, if somebody who are listening, so who's listening right now would have ideas or whatever, you know, we're definitely open to, yeah. To hear, yeah, very much receive ideas. We <laughs> so, have any questions about the jewelry, or isn't that amazing? I would say because uh, in the middle of so many ungodly things in this world, and this jewelry just passes shows the love of God for other people and gives a testimony. And nowadays, we when we buy something, sometimes we don't even know that 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 symbol it's something like that is gonna curse your house. Like this is horrible. But you're, you yep. guys are actually doing something for the Lord and that blesses people, blesses the people that are going to wear, the people that are going to buy. And that's, that's beautiful, you know, instead of buying something that curses you, you know, that I had to throw away. So it's, it's amazing that you dedicate your, even your work, you put your work, your design, your prayer into some object that is going to bless other people. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, and that's exactly uh, what we intend and hope to do. Actually, yes. Yeah, is it everything then, for the Lord, right? Yes. 
Yes, yes, exactly. Do you guys yeah. have any testimonies of people who have received this as a gift in their the process or things like that? Well, we do have a um, a customer that left a, a review recently, which was really cool. That um, yeah, she bought it and she really liked it. She got uh, compliments of uh, others, and uh, that's what she shared also in the review. And then she said, like, she bought uh, two more, uh, three more for her sisters <laughs> and her mother. Uh, just because she was so enthusiastic about it. But I really liked the part that she said, like others complimented her and that they see something about it, which is, yeah, valuable, which, which you know, it's, which which speaks. And yeah, I was, it was a really cool review. Yeah. What I think is so, so valuable about it is you got, you put so much thought into it. You know, you, you, every single piece from the packaging to the design, to the, the symbols, every single thing has been thought out and prepared. And like Marcelli said, to glorify God, I mean, mm-hmm. what is better than that? And so I think that's amazing. And I hope you guys are inspired and continue to make other pieces of design and bracelets, necklaces, earrings, sure. things like that. So you continue yeah. to bless. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I actually also wanted to say that this, um, yeah, creating this product, creating this necklace came also in a point of our faith journey where we, you know, we were experiencing some deserts actually so having to you know going through this whole process of like thinking and praying god can you lead us can you help us to create a good product also did help us to stay close to the lord in a moment where things were not going so well because you know we didn't have a great experience with our old church and you know just the loneliness of lockdown and everything so it also for us it really, you know, even just having this conversation with you guys now about this necklace, it's just like the Lord was so there, you know, he really was leading yeah. us in this. So it is constantly a reminder of his goodness and his presence in our lives. And however this will go, we are just so thankful and so blessed, you know, by this whole journey that we, sure. we could go through with him. And yeah. Awesome. Really well, big- thank you guys so much for, for sharing yeah. your story, a little bit about your necklace. And where can our audience find this necklace? Uh, where can they find it? Mm, they can find it uh, if you go to Amazon.com. Then you can type in uh, Grains of Love. That's the brand, Grains, Grains of Love. Just put necklace there, Grains of Love necklace. And you will find it pretty quick. Uh, it has multiple charms, multiple symbols. So you find it very quick in the uh, pictures that you see out there. But to make it even easier, maybe we can uh, add the link. Yes. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That will be yep. fantastic. People can see it. You can see actually directly. Uh, if you would leave a review, it will be fantastic. You don't have to, of course. But also, we would love to hear what we can do uh, to to uh, yeah to to improve. Thank you. Thank you for the work. <laughs> um, but also, indeed, like you said. Uh, maybe new ideas, suggestions for the future that would also be super cool and very welcome as well. Um, yeah. yeah, Amazing. That's amazing. So I wanted to focus on that. I wanted to, to put the necklace out there and have our audience be able to see that. But I want to go into another direction if you guys are willing. And just yes. let's talk about marriage because I think it's so unique that you guys are newly married from different countries and we're newly married from different countries. And I feel like there's a lot that we can discuss and learn from each other. And so, um, do you guys feel okay with, with doing that? Definitely. Yeah, I like absolutely. it. Yep. Okay. So first off, my first question, what were the challenges of ministry together 
in Asia whenever you were doing your YWAM together. You weren't married, right? But you guys were getting to know each other and trying to figure it out. What were the biggest right. challenges in that season for you guys as a as two interested people? Well, for sure. Remember by YWAM, you're not allowed to have a relationship um, during the during the outreach um, or even the lecture phase whatsoever. Uh, so we had to go, we had to be very careful with that, but it was also really fun. Actually, um, because of that carefulness, which is actually also really good, we uh, it helped us to ask a lot of questions and really get to know each other. Yeah. Um, as friends, yeah. as, yeah. 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 Also because of our pa past uh, relationships and some of them did, went, didn't went so uh, well, we were very curious, like, hey, but how did you experience that? How did you experience that? And we, through those questions and conversations, and Irene is a fantastic uh, person uh, who asks questions. Yeah, and, and it was just really, really good, really helpful to me and yeah. I think to both of us. And that's also how we came uh, yeah, closer to each other. That was a really good time. Yeah. 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 Irene, anything to add on that? Yeah, no, I, I just remember that. I think because of the, you know, the countries where we were in, it, you know, you are surrounded by a culture where men and women, like, they usually kind of be more segregated. So I found it quite difficult sometimes to be really wanting to spend time with you all the time and being like, I don't know, we, we could all, all only go out in groups kind of thing, you know, but I want to spend time with you. I want to get to know him. So that was for me a little bit difficult that it was not so socially acceptable, let's say, to spend one on one unless you were married. And of course, you didn't want to break social rules either. Right, so, right. So yeah, there was a bit, uh, bit of a struggle, I have to say. It's um, so funny because we, we can relate to you in, in a different way <laughs> yeah. because whenever I was doing my YWAM, we were talking on Instagram. And so oh. whenever, and then when I went to Asia, I was like, hey, you're interesting, but I have to go. Like I can't talk much because I'm going to be in Asia. I don't know about the Wi-Fi situation. And so there were some yeah. months where we didn't yeah. talk at all. And it was challenging because we were investing to, you know, I was coming to Brazil after we knew that was going to happen. And so we had that similar friendship. We had that time to get to know each other and it was so valuable. And I think that's why we got married so quickly once we did meet because we already knew everything that we needed to know to make that decision. I just needed to know she was real. <laughs> that's what we needed to do. To just make yeah. sure she was real and and it yeah, was, yeah, yeah. it's mm -hmm. it's so cool this opportunity to get to know the person before right. you marry them right and yeah challenging too and i can understand the cultural things over in asia it is a little bit different than the yeah. states yeah. and i'm not yeah. sure the netherlands the culture of the netherlands or italy but yeah asia is it's a different type of culture absolutely yeah, yeah. i think the netherlands is quite liberal so they don't really mind and italy also it's Maybe it used to be more traditional, but no, it's definitely not like Asia, but yeah. Yeah. But I also yeah. wanted to add it. I, I realized how uh, precious it was indeed, just as you mentioned, you know, just to really having that time that you're not into a relationship, but you just are friends. And because we were doing ministry together with teenagers, we were also bringing topics to the teenagers quite about relationships, about, you know, intimacy as well. And we will get to know each other. And like, I would know where he would stand about those very in, in important topics, mm -hmm. uh, you know, indirectly, but still directly, you know what I mean? So it was really, really good way of getting to know each other. 
because you know also like in that kind of deeper um yeah deeper parts of our hearts i guess yeah um yeah so i'm glad that we had at the, the time for also doing ministry together yeah it's true anything to yeah. add to that and just think about the friendship and knowing each other as a friendship point of view would be uh challenging but also a step of faith because you have to wait for that person yeah. and know that person get to know that person and, and pray and just trust the lord one day one day it's gonna be mine one day we will get married <laughs> you know and yeah. watch carefully to see if it's really the person that god has for us right i think it's important not not like in a he chose someone right and not in that way but in is that the will of god to to pursue that person right and with that talking about doing ministry together not dating yet we've experienced this too where we were really intentional because i can't speak without a translator here in brazil and so we were very intentional she's not going to translate me when we're not married because i can you know dilute yeah. the right the gospel and in some way you never know you gotta be very careful with that so we were very very intentional with that i would have other translators well, in that moment but as soon as we got married bam mm -hmm. yeah she is my translator and even last night we got to preach to about 80 or 90 teenagers and she wow. english and she, tra she translated into portuguese it was amazing it was an amazing time and so after wow. after we got married doing ministry with my wife is the best thing that I can experience because the other translators, it's great. They do great. They translate all the words correctly, but we're one, you know, it's different when we yeah. do ministry together. And so I love that. And so yeah. have you guys had this opportunity to do ministry together as a married couple? Well, a little bit in church. Yeah. We moved. So we're also not with, uh, with, with that church anymore where we served. We're still, uh, getting to know this city actually where we live now and also this church. But we did in another church also there. We did a little bit uh, uh, the teenagers, but it was for a short time because you did most of uh, you were in the worship, yeah, and I did, so I stayed with the teenagers, yeah. Um, but it was very nice at this, even though it was a short moment that we could do, uh, uh, yeah, be there for the teenagers for them, and uh, especially as a as a couple, as a married couple, yeah. Um, it was it's something special about this, you know, like. Uh, it's hard to describe, but you're, you're sort of more one. Um, things you say, you can you can compliment each other. Yeah, and they also it also gives a bit more trust, maybe, and uh, not just for a, a, a woman to look up woman or a man to look up man, but also for the setting of a couple and a married couple that is actually possible, you know, and that it's that that's. Also, good things that are also good things about it, and not just divorce or my mom does this and my dad does that. Those things are there, and you know, they need to be respected. But they're also good things, and they they uh, they are very possible, you know, yeah. it's the Lord. And it's nice that you can be that sometimes even without words, very small ways. And uh, but it sounds like now they learn a lot. They learn a lot from us, but it's also the other way around. It's very nice to be. To be with them, and um, if, if I speak for myself, I think actually for both of us, we love to learn, and, and, and yeah. yeah. And kids have so much; those teenagers have so much. You know, they go through so much in life, and 
Yeah, yes. we also learned a lot by serving them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Our our message last night was do not love the world from First John chapter two, and Great. another verse was talking about re uh, the double mindedness. Right. Purify your hands. Purify your hearts and remove your double mindedness. And if I could describe a teenager, it would be double mindedness. It, for yes. me as a teenager, for sure, I didn't know what I wanted. Did I want God? Did I want the world? The world's awesome. There's a lot of things, but God is cool too. I don't know. And so our goal last night was just to present the gospel to help them make this decision to follow Christ and not love the world that yeah. is a, a false satisfaction. Just as you experienced, Jonathan, my testimony too, I was a drug addict when I was a teenager. And wow. then I went through and and experience Christ and so that was our goal to to help the teenagers make that decision stop being double minded stop looking at the world it's not going to fill you the way God will and, and yeah. so you're absolutely right we yeah teenager it's a special calling to work with teenagers <laughs> i don't yeah. usually do but last night i was just blown away by some of them are so hungry you know some of them yeah. are so hungry and others you know they're they're trying to figure it out but i was i was blown yeah. away by working yeah. with them last night some also yeah. talk to us at the end and mm-hmm. we notice like I've I worked with teenagers before. Um uh, I even married Alice when I was single. But I know you that me when you were single. That's good. No, before <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and then uh I know that teenagers they watch the couples, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they, they want to know like how they are gonna be in the future because and they observe you, they observe you, right? And this leadership, these couples that they are doing ministry, like they just observe you so much. Like, mm-hmm. how do they do life? You know, and they notice that you serve God, that you love love God, right or not? You know, so they they need the, those examples of people, and they everything that is presented to them, they are like a sponge. Mm-hmm. So if you're there, if you're a strong couple, that you're there and teaching God in certain ways or speaking or with your actions, they observe that, right? Yeah. It's so yeah. interesting. <laughs> I have one more question for Irene. What was it like living, leaving your country and moving to the Netherlands? Because Marcel is about to experience that move to the States. I have experienced that living in Brazil. And so what was that like for you? Well... Actually, before moving to the Netherlands, I moved to the UK. I lived in the UK four years prior to coming here. I did law school in the UK. So I was really a little bit accustomed to Northern European mm. cultures. Yeah. But coming to the Netherlands was a whole new thing because that she's, that's people are renowned for being very direct. And and that was indeed also my experience. <laughs> um, Italians and English people are a little bit less direct and they tend to be more like polite. So they wouldn't say things like, oh, in this picture, you look fatter than you, were, th- than you are now. But these comments I did receive here in the Netherlands, for mm-hmm. example. <laughs> but you just have to look beyond. Um, and then also the language was quite difficult. Like, you know, now it's been a few years and... I, I really wanted to learn Dutch just for the future because if we have children, I just want to be able to communicate also with the teachers, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah, it, it really was, it really was difficult to learn the language and I'm and so still you, there. So you speak fluent? Well, pretty much. That's like, best, yeah. Yeah, it is a difficult language again. So I am, <laughs> I'm struggling with certain things. Really well, I understand it's so tough to learn another language and... I'm, yeah. When it comes to language learning, I'm lazy because I'm an English teacher. 
and through the oh, day, wow. I don't want to yeah. have one more class, you know, learning Portuguese. And so I'm not fluent of Portuguese. I've been here for four years, but I speak enough to get around and live and do a little bit, a little bit. It's tough. It's tough. And yeah, yeah, having having kids that's amazing. You so you guys expect to live in the in the Netherlands for the rest of your life or for the rest of your plans anyway. Wow, I think we tend to make plans for two years or so often. Not <laughs> yeah. there. It's like an ocean, anything can happen still. But uh, still so far, yeah, we like to stay in the Netherlands. And, but also still a little bit, that, there's still that calling in the heart of, to go out and do missions uh, abroad somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually had a heart for Israel and uh, also the Middle East, actually. Uh, but we, we, yeah, we're in a different phase of our life. We just, well, just, we're now married indeed for three years. And yeah, yeah. So it's still that call that that it burns still in the heart, you know, that yeah. desire to, to to go out there and do missions. But yeah, for now it's here for a certain time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a son. He's one, almost one and a half now. And wow. So we're in the. It's this similar, you know, like my son is learning Portuguese and English at the same time, both languages. Uh. And so I hope to speak fluently to at least speak with him because we we hope it's in. It's important for us for him to speak Portuguese because it's his. He's Brazilian, you know. So it's it's important for us and his grandparents and his other family speaks Portuguese. So I hope to one day be fluent. I'm taking the steps to try to become yeah. that, but Get that. Yeah, again, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm lazy yeah. when it comes to language learning because I'm teaching language all day. So it's a little tough. Yeah, I want to do that, but yeah. Anything else yeah. you guys want to share today with your time here? It's been such a pleasure to have you guys join us. Well, it's really cool, really fun that you've also been uh, between with uh, YWAM. Do you have any um, yeah plans for missions, you know? Or do you look have a certain world worldview, um, yeah, that you incorporate? How can I say that you that that uh, I miss a few words here? But that is also about uh, other nations, you know. Like, uh, how do you look? At the nations, like that word nations is quite often big at YWAM, right? So, yeah, yeah I wonder how you see that. And, yeah, what kind of meaning that has in your lives? And maybe not at the moment, which is also fine, but just curiosity here. Yeah, something I actually shared with the teenagers last night was the difference of ministry in Asia with YWAM and the difference of the ministry I'm doing here in Brazil. When I was in Asia, we were doing a ton of street ministry. We would have events and the people would come and things like this. And so, like, it for, and even in the DTS, lecture phase, we were in the streets. We would, you know, go to the beaches and tell the gospel and things like this. So it kind of oh. incorporated what is ministry in missions to me. Like I understood this is ministry, this is missions. And, and I was happy yeah. with that. When I came to Brazil, I had the opportunity to preach in churches. And so it, I wasn't in the streets as much. And so at, at first I was kind of like complaining with God, like, God, I'm a missionary in Brazil. I'm all alone here, but I'm not fulfilling my ministry because I'm in the church. Like these people yes. know God already. Like, what am I doing here, God? And he helped me understand that even people that come to church don't know me. And it broke my heart because so yep. many people, even in Brazil, because it's the, the root of Catholicism that they have this tradition of, oh, I go to church, I give my tithe, I'm, I'm a Christian. I was baptized when I was a baby. These types of things are really strong here and versus yeah. in, in Asia where it's the other, the other religions, of course. And so here I, I had to understand that the people in the church need to hear from God. And 
And so last night was an amazing opportunity to to help the teenagers understand and make this decision. It, I just see the value four years later of why God has kept me working in different churches. And I've been able to work outside of denominations. So not a lot of people work in only this denomination or this one or this one, but thank God I've been able to work in tons of different denominations because I don't associate with one specifically. And I don't like this barrier of only this or only that. I just want yep, to preach yep, the gospel. Yep, yep. And yeah. so I've had that amazing opportunity and we still go and do some street ministry from time to time. But now, of course, with our son and stuff, <laughs> it makes it a little bit more challenging. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I hope that answered your question. Absolutely. Yes. I really like what you say about, uh, although it's it's a bit sad, but it's true that a lot of people in the church, you know, sometimes it seems like it's unreached within the church, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that broke my heart. Because yeah. you would expect that they do know the church. They're getting fed every week, but that's the only food that they get. That's the that's the crappy yeah. part, is that's the only God that they're receiving in the week is a 45-minute church service when they, my message, my biggest message here has been consume God outside of church. You know, what, what are you consuming? Consume worship, consume uh, godly messages on YouTube or whatever. Spend time with God, these types of things. We have to be consuming God. You know, yeah. and, and not just that, depend on that Sunday service. Yeah. And that is also, we, sorry, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that is also really cool that this podcast come in, right? That you have, mm-hmm. uh, that the people can listen to it daily, mm-hmm. whether they're in the car, going to work or whatever it is. It's really awesome. It's cool. Yeah. I love podcasting. Yeah, today we just <laughs> launched our, our first podcast together. Our last name oh. is Montague. And so our podcast is called Morning with the Montagues. We didn't record it in the morning. It didn't work. <laughs> well, we recorded episode one today and, and we talked about the differences that we have and devotional is focused on, we are from different cultures, but God uses the differences to bring us together. And so yeah. it was- Yeah, we have differences uh, between a man and a woman, but we bes- uh, besides that, we also have cultural differences. <laughs> yes. like you yeah. guys. <laughs> I used it to put us together so perfectly and we don't feel this gap. You know, as coming from, just as you guys, right? Coming from different cultures, yeah. nations, languages. Yeah, yeah that doesn't matter. <laughs> no. Yeah, One more thing I, I would, I would, no, go ahead, go ahead, Erin. No, I also wanted to say, because I find it so interesting what you just said about also, you know, the differences and how you, you know, indeed you complement each other. But I think also when it comes to being a missionary or just, yeah. you know, you're being called for missions, like, at the moment, I am, you know, working more like in a corporate job, just to say. And and I've been asking myself a lot, God, what do you want me to do in this place, you know? And and I see that, you know, God uses people everywhere in different ways. And that also in some way complements, you know, the whole picture of missions globally. Mm-hmm. Like you can yeah. be placed in a you know, in a place that you totally, you know, you just don't see the reason for it. But just by being yourself, just by sharing your heart and just your behavior and, you know, just by living after the example of Jesus, God can use you no matter where you are, no matter, you know, yes. in what environment you are. And I think that's so, uh, it's so cool to see, right? Because that was then I see Jonathan in his, in his experience in the healthcare, what he does and how he does it. And it's just so inspiring to me. And I don't know, I just find it so nice to to see, you know, how missions can be done in different ways. Yeah. Um, just as long as you have that kind of call in your heart and, and you know God can use you anywhere you are. And Yeah, I, I want to encourage you guys with that because I kind of feel this 
like you guys did ministry in Asia. You were physically there. Like according to the world, you were a missionary. But now you're working corporate jobs and you feel in your heart, like, am I a missionary still? Like, I want to do it, but like you're in this fight. Like I had, you know, I'm not doing yeah. what missions looks like, God. What's True. going on? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. our marriage is a mission. Our marriage yeah. is a mission. Every day it's a mission, not just because we're ministry. I mean, I'm teaching in English school every day. I'm doing podcasting too. So I'm not doing ministry every single second of my day. And I had right. to have peace with that, with God, because I want to be used. God, I want to be used. Yeah. And so every day we're ministries, we're, we're missionaries every day, not just because it's a title, it's, it's a lifestyle. We're available everywhere we yep. go. And so yeah. I just want to encourage you guys exactly what you said in your, in your work at the hospital or, or at the corporate job, be a missionary, you know, um, be used by God. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for your words. Yeah. So Thank awesome. Guys, this was amazing. I was not expecting this. So thank me you for neither. allowing me to bring my wife on. And this has been an amazing episode today. And one more time, the link is below for that necklace. I, I love the opportunity. I talked with you guys before that this is why I love to do the interview because our audience can but, hear directly from you about your product, your design, your heart behind it. And that goes a long way for people to to understand what you're doing, the, the purpose behind it. And so thank you again for joining us and sharing about that. Anything you want to add or end with us? today no just thank you very much for the opportunity for your words and i think it was a really cool conversation yeah yeah definitely feel very blessed so thank you so much yeah <laughs> of and if our if our other podcast takes off i hope we guys we can have you come on to that podcast and do another interview that would be so cool we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll be amazing yeah. yeah we would love to great well um to end this i'm going to ask my wife if she can end us with a prayer that would be awesome for me to do that yes Dear Jesus, thank you so much for this time um, to know uh, more of your children, Lord. Bless them. I pray for your blessings over them, Lord, and over their business, Lord. And thank you, Lord, because you put this uh, design in their hearts, Lord, and they created something. And thank you for the creativity, Lord. I pray for you to continue to bless their plans, their dreams, and their hearts lord so they know that they they are serving you lord with everything they are doing lord and uh, thank you for this moment right now lord and for this conversation i pray for it to stay in our hearts too lord as encouragement and i pray in jesus name amen amen, amen. amen. you've just listened to the faith and family fellowship podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.